You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. I'm sure you might have looked at the title of this podcast episode and said, I'm not ready. (laughs) I don't want to think about it. And I also know there are some of you who are like, Kathleen, I had to have my wholesale order in weeks ago, which is not a problem because I wanted to share a few insights, tips, words of wisdom that will be helpful for you no matter where you are on your Valentine's Day journey. And I want to tell those of you guys who are inside of the private community, signed up for the Flower Boss Bootcamp, we are hosting in mid-December, a Valentine's Day Masterclass. And we are revamping, I am updating the resources that we're providing to you guys, all the templates, our production schedule, marketing plan, Canva templates, everything that is inside of that course, you get access to as part of our private community. You also get access to it as part of the Flower Boss Bootcamp. So my friends, If you are contemplating doing Valentine's Day, you know that you're going to do Valentine's Day, you're curious about how to make your Valentine's Day even more successful, sign up to the Flower Boss Bootcamp and you get that training as part of your package. So it's a no-brainer. And if you're not quite sure what you want to do with Valentine's Day or you think you've got Valentine's Day sorted and you're just looking for a few tips and tricks to help you go into this Super Bowl season with a little bit more ease, you're also in exactly the right place. Because my thought process around Valentine's Day is so different now than when I was literally thrown into the mix. And I was like, whoa, this is a whirlwind. And I had no idea what to expect with Valentine's Day. I had nothing from the previous business owner. Our staff only had like a handful of things. I am forever grateful that our wholesaler had the order list from the year previous. So at least I had that one piece of information to go off of. (laughs) So I'm just wanting to save everybody else from that experience because y'all, it wasn't pretty. And many Valentine's Days later, the systems that we have and the thought process that I have to be able to share with you guys is so much more helpful. (laughs) Like so much more helpful. So I wanted to pull together five tips to help you sort through Valentine's Day. And I promise you it's going to be helpful Whether you're like, I'm a seasoned veteran to Valentine's Day, I just want to hear what Kathleen has to say, because I promise you, you're going to get a couple of really helpful insights out of this. If you're a new-ish florist, and you're focused on daily flower deliveries, and you're like, okay, great, so I've kind of been through Valentine's Day once, I want to see what I should expect this year, because here's the thing about Valentine's Day that's different to Mother's Day. Valentine's Day has a different ebb and flow to it because the 14th of February 
is actually a different day of the week every year. So the sales trends are going to vary. Last year, it was on a Sunday, having it on a Saturday versus having it on a Monday, which is what's going to happen in 2022 and or any other weekday. The sales trends that you'll experience in your business will be different. There are going to be some very specific nuances that apply to your flower business and Valentine's Day because if you are in a city and you service a lot of businesses, a lot of corporates, a lot of people who work inside of businesses who work a nine to five, you might be inundated with pre-orders to then organize deliveries on the Monday. If you don't and you live in an area that doesn't necessarily cater to a lot of working folks, you might be having more people just show up on the day wanting a solution right there. So you do have to know the nuances of your area and you do have to understand and appreciate that there are some things that I can't predict for you. But what I want to do and my goal with this podcast is to be able to talk you through some guiding principles in terms of how to generate a better outcome for yourself. And things I really wish somebody had told me many moons ago before I even jumped into Valentine's Day, right? If I could go back and rewrite all of these experiences, there's five lessons that I want to pass on to you and five lessons I wish I could pass on to the previous version of myself. So let's just get into it because there's going to be some good stories that come out of this, my friends. And lesson number one is it's okay to not participate in Valentine's Day. What? (laughs) Like, what? I know that sounds crazy, right? I really know that that sounds crazy, but I really wish that somebody had stopped me and literally kind of like shook me and said, Kathleen, it's okay to not go whole hog on this. And I know in our industry, right, from a very traditional narrative perspective, there's so much hoopla about this day. And I do think if you have a flower shop, if you consider yourself, you know, a mom and pop shop owner, I think we have this unwritten rule that if you're a real florist, you'll want to cash in on Valentine's Day, right? If I'm a legitimate florist, if I want to have the identity of a real flower business owner, then I have to participate in Valentine's Day. I also know from many other business owners' experiences that it's very easy to not make money on Valentine's Day, right? It's very easy to push yourself to this area of obligation and resentment and just really be bitter about the whole thing, which, if you're listening to this podcast, probably isn't how you want to run your business in the first place. Right? We didn't start this business, we didn't buy this business, we didn't create this business so that we could show up and feel resentful and tired all the time. (laughs) To which I will say, right, like I am all for signing up for hard work and putting in the hard yards and doing it, but I don't really want to walk around in that pile of resentment all of the time. But I also know we get there, right? So I want to be that voice of reason and I want to tell you it's okay. If you choose to not participate in Valentine's Day, like there's literally nothing in your rule in your business. It doesn't even matter what you did last year. It doesn't matter if you've done Valentine's Day for decades. It doesn't matter if you think that you should do Valentine's Day. I want you just to pause for a minute and ask yourself, 
if you could wave a magic wand, what would you want your Valentine's Day to look like? Because you get to decide, right? There is no should do, supposed to do, have to. That's the thing about you being the business owner is that this is your business. You are both the creative director and you are the CEO. And this is about embracing the discomfort of creating your own business. So it's okay to not participate in Valentine's Day. It's okay to say no. It's okay to do what you wish in terms of Valentine's Day. So that's lesson number one I wish I could tell myself. Number two, right? And I know I've talked about this before, and I think this is the difference between experienced florists and people who really love being a creative entrepreneur and the newbie designers. <laughs> and you all know who I'm talking about, right? But the beautiful thing about Valentine's Day, when you make the decision to participate in Valentine's Day, I want you to very intentionally shift your creative focus to your marketing, your planning, and your operations. So many floral designers, and particularly new floral designers, will poo-poo Valentine's Day because they say it's not a creative opportunity. And I am here to paint a very different picture and open your eyes to the fact that the real secret to running a successful flower business is recognizing that you get to use your creativity in every area of your business. Your creativity is not limited to being at the workbench. It's not limited to the time where you're actually handling the flowers and pulling the ingredients together and learning how to create these mechanics. It's not limited to that moment in time where you get to create that beautiful ceremony installation. That is the tip of the iceberg, my friends. You get to sit down and plan your ingredients and plan your designs. And then you get to double down on your creativity in your marketing, in your sales scripts, in your staffing, in your logistics, in your operations. I actually find Valentine's Day one of the most satisfying experiences from a creative point of view because I open my mind to the fact that my creativity is not happening in the design piece of the puzzle. That becomes very repetitive, very monotonous, and that is how you actually make more money very repeatable, right? So that you're not feeling like you have to handcraft one-off bespoke design every single arrangement that you're making on Valentine's Day. You get to pour your love and your heart and your soul into every area of your business. Your creativity is not just limited to when you're playing with flowers. And that is what I truly love about Valentine's Day. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I can absolutely bang out rose bouquet after rose bouquet after rose bouquet, and my goal is to make them look as similar to each other as possible, as efficiently as possible. By the time I want to stand there and do Valentine's Day, I'm like, okay, Kathleen's end goal is to be home by 6 p.m., totally sold out of product, dinner has already been thought through, I have my own personal bottle of Prosecco and my own pint of Ben & Jerry's ice cream. That is the definition of success for me. And that became my goal, right? Because I want to pour my creativity in so much of my business and I'm like, yes, my logistics, our staffing, our systems, our operations, our procedures, our scripts, our pricing all comes from 
me using my creativity to artfully solve every single one of these problems. The beautiful thing about being a floral designer is that you've already embodied the persona of being a creative. The difference between the successful floral designers and those who really struggle is the fact that you understand you get to use your creativity in every area of your business. Most floral designers, the reason that they don't make it is because they limit their creativity and they stay stuck in the I'm just a designer mentality, right? Once you recognize that you are the creative director and you are the CEO in your business and that your creativity is going to fuel your business growth, the world opens up to you. And I think Valentine's Day is the perfect example of this. Because standing there and actually making the bouquets is actually the end result of 15 different decisions that you've made up until that point in time. So there's actually a freedom that comes in the experience of standing there on Monday afternoon, making the last bouquet, making the last arrangement, whatever it is that you're doing, because it's like that is the culmination of your creativity having come to the surface because you've made a series of decisions ahead of time, because you've decided ahead of time what it is that you're going to sell, You've decided your ingredients, you've decided your packaging, you've decided the sales script to then also get that order. You've decided how you're going to photograph it because you've already created your online website. You've decided what your customer service and your experience and your checkout is. You've also decided what your customer refund policy is ahead of time. So that on the day, you get to ride the roller coaster and the exhaustion of having been up for how many days in a row and you've been to the market and you've unpacked everything and your goal is to be at home, six o'clock. Prosecco, Ben and Jerry's in hand. Which leads me to lesson number three. And this is still one of my favorite lessons. I really wish that somebody had told me this one early on. Set a specific sales target. Now, where I went real wrong in the early days of my flower businessing is I literally used to beat myself up when I would sell out of flowers. I know that sounds insane when I say that out loud, but I used to use it as evidence of my insufficiency, my I'm not good enough, as opposed to recognition for the fact that I made something good happen. <laughs> this experience really came to the surface for me, and I know I've talked about this before, but I cannot tell this story to myself too often. There was one Christmas where I was standing in the butcher waiting to pick up the ham. And because the butcher was just down the street from the flower shop, because it's a tiny town and we all live in the world of like Richard Scarry, real life in the Southern Highlands of Australia. But I was standing in the butcher and I remember him just saying to a customer who hadn't pre-ordered, right? And they were like, Oh, I just want to see if I could pick up a ham. And they were like, no, we sold out a few days ago. You had to have pre-ordered. And I was like, okay, well, Butcher doesn't seem to have a problem telling a customer that he's run out of hams. <laughs> Kathleen decides that it's evidence of the fact that she's not good enough and she should be able to predict and read her client's mind. So my friend, please learn from my experience <laughs> that setting a sales target ahead of time is actually one of the greatest things that you can do for your creativity and your freedom. 
Setting a sales target ahead of time gives you a very clear goal. It gives your brain something to focus on. It shows you where you get to show up, who you need to become, and how you're going to make this happen. That is the value of goal setting. And it can be a very simple exercise because you just look and you go, how much revenue do I want to generate this Valentine's Day? And you get to decide if you want to increase your revenue goal from last year. You also get to decide if you want to keep your revenue goal the same as last year or if you want to potentially even decrease your revenue goal from last year. Because you can define success as being home even earlier, wanting to wake up on Tuesday morning, not feeling like you've just been hit by a truck, and having served your beautiful clients in whatever way you choose to serve them. That is also a very noble and worthy goal. If you want to go out there and double your goal, that's also a noble and worthy goal. Because you are in charge of your business and you get to make whatever gosh darn dang decisions you want to make. And remember that when you sell out of flowers, that is not evidence to support the fact that you're not good enough. <laughs> I laugh because for those of you guys who are inside of the boot camp, you know how many different things I've attached my self-worth to in my history. Only Kathleen's brain can attach selling out of flowers as further evidence to support the fact that she's not good enough. Holy crap. <laughs> wow, guys, our brains are so insane about how we can just have this belief and we're going to find so much evidence to support this belief. If you sell out of flowers, I want you to call your parents. I want you to put a giant sign on the door and I want you to give yourself a gold plaque for your amazingness. Now, that also leads me to lesson number four, because I want you to decide ahead of time that the results don't mean anything. So that even if you don't sell all of your flowers, even if you don't sell a single thing, even if you make zero dollars, the result doesn't mean anything. No matter the outcome, I want you to decide ahead of time how you want to feel, how proud of yourself you want to feel on Tuesday morning, the 15th of December, 2022. In fact, I'm going to encourage you to envision, no matter what the outcome was on the 14th of February, that you are going to practice feeling proud of yourself right now. And I know it's going to feel awkward, and I know it's something that you've never been told to do before, but I promise you it's worth it. I want you to walk around practicing feeling proud of yourself. And then you can decide, no matter what happens on the 14th of February, 2022, you sell one rose, awesome. I want you to feel proud of yourself. You sell no roses, awesome. I want you to feel proud of yourself. That very day, I want you to put yourself there, no matter what, you are going to feel proud of yourself, whatever the outcome is. Because here's the thing, you can wake up on the 16th of February and you get to decide where you want to go next in your business journey, regardless of what happened on the 14th of February. This is the beautiful thing about being a grown adult, 
and a business owner. You get to decide ahead of time what you want to make the result mean. Here's the thing. If you think about lesson number three and you decide, oh my gosh, Kathleen, what the heck do you even mean I could decrease my sales goal? Aren't I supposed to always want to go out there and do more, want more, create more? Of course, you're the only one who needs to like the reason for your decision, right? You set whatever sales goal you want. If you love setting sales goal because it's like pushing you outside of your comfort zone and you're a little bit like me where you're like a money hungry bastard and you're like, yeah, I want to do this with a new balance of like, I'm going to increase it by 25%, but I'm also not going to work as much as I did last year. So I want to put in like 50% of the hours. I'm going to think through my staffing differently and I'm going to set a sales target that's 25% above what it was last year. You can decide whatever you want success to mean. And I want you to intentionally decide now what you're going to make the result mean. Whether or not you reach your goal or you don't reach the goal is irrelevant because no matter what you decide to do with Valentine's Day, no matter how you decide to show up, you are going to learn so much and you are going to have evolved as a human being. And what is so fascinating about this work is when we sit down and we look at having set a sales target and we go, okay, so who is that version of me that's already made that happen? Who is that version of me who's already created that result and how do I need to show up in order to make that happen? Because the whole point of being human is that you are programmed for evolution. You are not the same person today that you were yesterday and you're not the same person yesterday that you were a year ago. And that is what I absolutely love about this work and why I encourage you to set goals is, okay, the goal itself is kind of irrelevant. I'm all for all of us making a lot of money, right? I'm all for all of us loving our work and creating amazing experiences and loving our humans and coming from a heart of service and making money. But what is so fun is who you get to become along the way, right? So if you look at that goal and you're like, oh my gosh, I know that that's possible. Like I know there's a version of me who can make that happen. Right? That's how I feel about my goal right now. I'm like, I know that there's a version of me who can achieve that goal. I want to learn how to show up as that version of me, feel the discomfort, get out of my own way, have the core meltdowns, have the identity crisis, show up with more authority and more power, because that sounds fun. And I kind of would like something to do with my time, because the time's going to pass anyway. So I might as well just keep pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And that's what I love about Valentine's Day is like if you want to create a new outcome, something you've never created before, you want to make more money on Valentine's Day than you've ever made in the past, you get to make a plan to make that happen. And it doesn't always mean that you need to work harder or work more hours. You get to pour your creativity into your operations, logistics, and your work in so many different capacities. And I think so many florists miss that opportunity Right? We're convinced that the creativity only happens at the workbench. The creativity only happens when the flowers are in our hands. I was like, oh, oh no, my friends. <laughs> the creativity most of the time kind of happens when we're sitting on the sofa trying to solve the next freaking problem. 
trying to crack the next freaking nut, trying to sort through the online ordering system and my online catalog and what am I going to do with subscriptions and what am I doing with my winter planters and which workshops am I going to host and how am I going to price it and which products am I going to bring in and where are we going to solve this problem now that there's not this around anymore and what do I do with that staffing problem? It's like creativity after creativity after creativity and flowers are not in your hands at any point in time. That's why I love it, it's so fun. Because you like fall in love with flowers and then you have this crazy idea that you're gonna make a living doing this and you're like, I'm officially certified insane. And then you realize kind of how addictive the creativity is. And you learn to pick yourself up on the days when you feel like you really would like to say no more. (laughs) Because then you come up with your next genius idea. So much fun. So that's lesson number four. Decide ahead of time that no matter what the sales outcome is, no matter how exhausted you feel, that the results don't mean anything, particularly about your self-worth or your deservedness of success. And now, lesson number five. And I think this is particularly relevant for those of you who are on the fence about participating in Valentine's Day or you've got Valentine's Day sorted and you're a little bit sick and twisted and you want to add to the complexities of the experience and just see how far you can push yourself. Probably the most relevant for those of you who have support. If you are a one-man machine, if you're anything like me and you think you can accomplish it all, I'm going to give you a giant red flag and tell you to pick either participating in Valentine's Day or, here's an amazing opportunity, my friends, create an offer for Galentine's Day. Now, what is Galentine's Day, you might ask? It is technically observed on February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, and it's actually something that originated from Parks and Recreation. What? (laughs) It is not technically a Hallmark holiday, but like what traditionally happens in our culture and in Western society, television takes over all of our own thinking. So it was something that was created from Parks and Recreation, and it actually celebrates platonic friendships, usually among women, but not limited to. I heard from so many of you guys that you actually saw an increase in women sending flowers to other women or to other men in celebration of Valentine's Day. I will imagine that that trend is not going to go away. So... Also, because Valentine's Day, the 13th of February in 2022, is going to be on a Sunday. This marks the perfect opportunity to host a workshop or a design class. Particularly thinking, right? You could hire out, probably at a fairly inexpensive price, a local, like, cool kind of hipster art studio or photography space or I don't even know the local venues honestly probably are having weddings so count them out but there might be a local like CWA building or club building or look on Airbnb and see if you can contact them and hire a space that has the right vibe organize to have a workshop and promote it as a beautiful way to celebrate Valentine's Day If you've never done Valentine's Day before and you haven't already got your daily flower delivery business sorted, I am going to highly recommend that you don't necessarily use Valentine's Day as your opportunity to experiment with it unless you're really into like grassroots on the ground marketing, building relationships with local businesses and you're happy to hedge your bets and really push to like the end of the day on the 14th of February. 
if it was me and I was starting over from scratch, the best advice I would give myself is to actually host a flower crown workshop or a posies and Prosecco workshop or do something on that Sunday labeled Galentine's Day workshop. Mm -hmm. That might be a pretty smart solution and you're welcome because you're listening to this podcast and I did save it for number five because I was like, you guys have to be committed for me to give you this stuff away for free. (laughs) But it is a pretty clever idea. Now, I'm just going to give you a word of warning. If you're a little bit like me and you're like, I wonder if I could do that workshop and I could do Valentine's Day. Of course, you can decide to do both. But I'm just going to tell you, put yourself in the shoes of you waking up on the 15th of February. Do you want to be the person who is that exhausted having done a workshop on the Sunday and then navigated Valentine's Day on the Monday? Or would your future self be really grateful that you only did one over the other? Now, inside of our Valentine's Day Masterclass resources, for those of you who are inside the program, go to the Valentine's Day Masterclass course. You'll actually see our production schedule on there. So because you can look at it, you can then decide if you want to staff up to be able to do this workshop on Sunday the 13th. Heck, you could have a Galentine's Day weekend, my friends. So you can look at our production schedule and see if you want to slot it in there, but just just take a half of a breath because I wish that somebody would tell Kathleen to do this, right? Before you just get obsessed with achieving and doing all of the things, just pause for a minute. Put yourself in the shoes of having woken up on the 15th of February. In my case, it will have been going to the market three times. So because Valentine's Day is on a Monday, I would go Friday, Saturday, and Monday, which means I probably will not have slept much. I would have gone to bed super early on Saturday night, but I do feel a little bit nauseous in thinking about hosting a workshop on the Sunday. Of course, having said that, you're the CEO and the creative director. It doesn't mean you need to do all of the things. You could actually have a freelancer come in and host this workshop. Genius idea. Anyway, those are all the pieces of the puzzle, my friend. But I want you to know, if you're on the fence about Valentine's Day, if you're kind of poo-pooing it because you don't think it's a great creative opportunity, I want you to tell you that that's a lie. If you don't want to participate in Valentine's Day, I want you to give yourself permission to not participate in Valentine's Day. And I want you to plan for the fact that once you make that decision all the way up to and including the 14th of February very possible that your brain is going to want to talk you out of and reverse that decision. Prepare for that ahead of time. Really commit to your decision about being in or don't be in for it. And let's go through these lessons just one more time. Just one more time to make sure you're paying attention. Lesson one, it's okay to not participate in Valentine's Day. I know, crazy disruptive thought for our industry. It's okay, even if you own a shop, even if you've been doing Valentine's Day for decades, even if you've done it a hundred times before, it's okay to not participate in Valentine's Day. Correct? Correct. Lesson number two, pour your creativity into your marketing, your planning, logistics, and operations, right? This is actually one of the most creative opportunities that you have in your business. Make it work for you. Lesson number three, set a specific sales target and work to that target, Show up as the version of you where that goal has already been achieved. Take bold, brave, audacious action 
And then lesson number four, decide ahead of time that no matter whether you meet that sales goal or you don't meet that sales goal, the results mean diddly squat. No matter what, decide now. Practice now feeling proud of yourself. And lesson number five, if you want a genius idea, if you want to do something that's not red roses on Valentine's Day, put together a workshop for Valentine's Day, promote the shit out of it, get everybody to come, bring some bubbly, have a good time, and then you can just watch everybody else participating in Valentine's Day. Okay, my friends, for those of you who are inside of the program, don't forget you'll have access to all of this resource, our specific training, our masterclass, Canva templates, production timelines, sales data, website data, marketing tips, all of it inside the Valentine's Day masterclass. That is in the study vault. So you can just go in there and binge on that content. Okay, people. Now, remember, you can always come back and listen to this podcast closer to the actual Valentine's Day window. But I'm going to tell you, start mapping out your plan for Valentine's Day now because your future self will be so grateful that you've already thought through your obstacles and your strategies and making it happen. As always, please be safe on the roads. Eat your vegetables, drink your water, get as much sleep as possible. And I'll talk to you all again next week. Bye for now.